It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins with Battleborn Injury Lawyers, only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Justin Watkins in the studio. We'll get to him here in 60 seconds. He is Battleborn Injury Lawyers, along with Matt Hoffman and the rest of the team at uh, BBIL. Want to do a giveaway here. Rugby's in town. NRL, National Rugby League out of Australia. Regular season games. This is not an exhibition. These are regular season games. Two games. Pre-game tailgate, uh, tailgate party starts at 3 o'clock. First match kicks off at 5.30. It's at Allegiant Stadium. That's where you can get your tickets. AllegiantStadium.com on the web. But, uh, yeah, Big Time Rugby is here on American soil Saturday. Caller 7. You get a four-pack for the NRL. Three six four eleven hundred. Caller 7. Justin, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, I was listening to uh, Caleb on the way in, and I have to do a hard disagree with not buying public ice cream. I mean, I don't. Wait I don't a second. Do, I don't wait do, a second. Wait a second. Cream, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because yeah. we got a new audience. Okay. So Reno didn't get the setup here. Oh, Our, that's um, right. I almost called you Ari. Damon, sorry, that was a real insult. Damon, can we play Jesse Waters again? His rules on eating ice cream. He's a host at Fox News. For ice cream. You should save that for vacation. Mm. A grown man, especially the president, should not be licking ice cream mm. in public. Okay, right now on the show, it's two to one. Damon and myself are very comfortable licking ice cream. Um, Adam, where are you? I mean, it was drilled into me at a young age to not. Yes, be. that story was horrifying. <laughs> so it's two two right now. So go ahead. Disagree. Well, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't disagree with you know. I, I do actually. I do disagree with that premise. There's no wrong way for a grown man to get ice cream. You know that is, and and those are a wrong time of day or year for a grown man to get ice cream. Exactly. Grown men deserve ice cream. Yes. When they want it. In a bowl. I, I I'm a bowl person. I, I but that's mostly because I hate it dripping down onto my fingers. I hate that. So I I do like it in the waffle bowl. Yeah. With chocolate dipped, I'm, that's where I'm at. But Caleb said something about like he he only buys ice cream to take home. He doesn't eat ice cream in public, and I'm the exact opposite. Like only out, only out. I, hmm. I, it's part of being out. Is like, hey, we go to dinner. Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> if I'm on vacation, let's go get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know. But but it, in seriousness, the part about the the last segment that I, I that I loved and wanted to comment on was talking about the Cam Newton fight and, and how, you know, the sense of entitlement that the, that the parents and coaches and, and kids have these days in youth uh, sports. The comment I would make about that is, well, those coaches, those organizations really need to look in the mirror because when we were all kids, everybody here except for Demon, you know, you could practice at your local high school, your local middle school, is open gym, the coaches were volunteer coaches. They were probably a teacher or a, a, one of the kids' parents. Now, youth sports is big money. So if I'm a parent and I'm paying $10,000 for my kid to play flag football for the season, yeah, I'm going to be entitled to my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to think I get to have something to say about all of this because you're driving around a Range Rover as a youth football coach. So <laughs> to some extent... They've created, you know, the organizations themselves have created this entitlement by turning it into a business rather than what youth sports was when we were kids. And I hate to be the old man shaking my fist back in my day, you know, but but this is my moment. This is my back in my day moment because 
I was coached in wrestling from the time I was four until I was 20 years old. And not until I got to college was anybody paid to coach me. And they did it for free, you know? And nobody ever got beat up for licking ice cream in wrestling. <laughs> no, dude. Didn't, didn't. Ice cream is, is very popular in the wrestling subculture. Wait. Go on. Weight, there's weight cutting. I know. When you're done weight cutting, you get done with the tournament. Yeah. Okay. You got to get that ice cream mm, in before you got to cut weight the next week. In a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> However you can get it. I'm going to say, uh, just because I never really get my opinion on the, the licking thing, I have no problem licking ice cream in public. Um, if I want to make a soft ice cream cone into kind of a, a pointy thing, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm actually a biter. Yeah. You bite, you bite the ice cream. I bite, yeah. I bite pieces of the ice cream Makes rather sense. than lick, but I'm not embarrassed to lick it. You lost me there, Still Steve. Still looks a little creepy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to be forced by some weird social rule. But by the way, just looking up Jesse Waters' background, could this guy come from a more highfalutin background? Because And I'm sure he probably throws it out there. Oh, I'm from Philly. You ain't from Philly, bro. You're oh, from wait, Germantown, and you grew up on the Schuylkill. That ain't that ain't I'm from Philly. There's also uh, pictures of Jesse Waters from like three years ago licking ice cream. Licking ice cream. Oh there my God. God. So just, <laughs> just, just it is a great, but it is yeah. it is a great bit of guys who judge other guys in terms of manhood and the way you need to carry yourself. I've, it is tremendous material. Yep, it's fantastic. I, I'm going to give you some backing here, Steve. If I didn't have the beard going, I would be an ice cream biter too. Yep. Um, but with the beard, it's not possible. It gets everywhere, and ice cream in the beard. There's nothing worse. It, it just sticks and it's gross. I'm going to get cones tonight. Yeah, me too. Just cause. Yep. Me too. I'll, and I'm gonna look away. Picks. Yep. Be prepared. We, be prepared to wait because every place I see has lines now. Yeah. For ice cream, so somebody's getting ice cream in public, and I don't think it's just all kids and females. Oh wait, is this up the street? Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. That's not that's not ice cream cones though. Oh okay. Is I this, would, could I would this say be the word? More grown men than anybody else. There's is that more right? Grown men at the ice cream shop than kids or <laughs> women. Now that got creepy. You're out there taking notes about who's there. No. <laughs> Looking around like, why are all these guys here? Yeah, yeah. What's going Come on? on here? He pulls his kids in close to his legs. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Justin Watkins is with us. I had to give you the pop right there after the awkward laugh. We all got we all got creeped out. Uh, Battleborn Injury Alert: seven six six fourteen hundred. Offices in uh, Reno and downtown Vegas, Vegas and Henderson, of course, in Reno. You got it all. Seven seven five. Um, I sent you so many topics today. Uh, we're never going to get to all of them, so we're going to kind of handpick because there's a lot of good ones today. First of all, uh, Adam opened the show talking about the Knights looking good in uh, last night's game and playing with structure. What does that mean, guys? I mean, it's the Cassidy way, right? I mean, that's that's what that's why they went and got Bruce, Bruce Cassidy. That's what he presents is a defensive structure that limits the risky plays to the goalies um, utilizes you know your centerman down the center of the ice to provide that defensive structure and you know it's meant to take away the highest dangerous chances on the ice in the slot in the house and uh, you know giving up four or five goals a game over this last stretch of two weeks and not being within two goals of several of those losses, there was a lot of high danger chances right in front of the goalie, and the goalies weren't getting the stops. Um, and so, if if, if VGK is gonna, well, they'll make the playoffs. But if they're gonna make a, a, a run again, they're gonna have to get back to playing the way that they played throughout the Stanley Cup run, which is defensive structure first, 
offensive second. Yeah, it also helps. I mean, they haven't played well the last few games, but Shea Theodore came back about four games ago, yep. and he's starting to – I mean, he's been great offensively, but I think they're finally starting to settle into their three pairs again and just, you know, being able to roll them over and just and be confident in playing all of them, and they're really starting to find themselves again. So uh, hopefully for their case, uh, that last night was a sign of that going forward, but it doesn't get much easier because they do go to Boston uh, yeah. tomorrow, and uh, Boston – Struggled lately, but that was a long West Coast trip. Now they're coming home, so we'll see how they're able to play. Yeah, and I would just throw in there, you know, William Carlson's only about five games back from being gone for a month. And so between having our best defensive centerman back and our best offensive defenseman who can stretch the ice with those, you know, two-line passes all the way down the ice, the offense can't pinch with the same sort of aggressiveness that they would when Shea Theodore is not on the ice um, because nobody else can make those kind of passes the same way he does. So, yeah, I think – and we get Eichel – you know, hopefully we'll be getting Eichel back here in a couple games, um, and maybe as soon as tomorrow. Uh, I wouldn't think so, though. Sounds uh, like no. Yeah, sounds like no. Still, and, he was still in red no-contact jersey today, and Cassidy said, I don't think so. Yep, there you go. So, I mean, I think we're trending in the right direction, um, you know – We'll wait to see what happens with Stone and the trade deadline. I mean, we're nine days away from the trade deadline. Um, they, I have to imagine that Vegas is going to be aggressive. Four? Four forwards. They don't need any defensemen. Yeah. I mean, in fact, they, they could end up trading a defenseman if, if that's what needs to get done to, to get – I think they need two forwards. Um you know, a lot of people are bringing the Vegas relevant people like Riley Smith up. I mean, Riley Smith actually makes a lot of sense because he's um, – the cap is no issue. Um, we'll have so much LTIR going on. Um, he can plug and play without – he already knows the system. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people want Zucker. Zucker's hurt right now. The first, you know, Vegas-born kid in the NHL, um, even though he was kind of – did all his high school stuff in Michigan. Um, a lot of people want him to have that sort of homecoming, but um, – We'll see. The, the, the tough part is the trade market is not deep on the forward front. It's yeah. deep on the defensive front, yeah. which is not what we need. Last year they need, they wanted a heavy uh, presence on the net, and they got Barbashev. Um, I would think maybe like a, a like a, just a scoring winger might be helpful uh, at some point. And um, obviously they you know right now it depends a lot on if they think Mark Stone is coming back, which word is they believe he is, uh, but that is a very tough guy to replace anyway, even if he if you find out he's not coming back, there's not a whole lot of guys that do what he does that are out there on the market. Justin Watkins, Cofield, Adam Hill, Damon. Damon, bring up your story about NIL with Jackson Dart. We've got about two minutes here and we can carry it over. Uh, I know Justin loves the uh, ever-developing topic of name, image, likeness, and all the money he's connected. Jackson Dart, the quarterback for Ole Miss, Jackson with an X, I don't know the actual company. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. But his NIL dealer deal is with a private plane company, and he's got free flights, private, wow. wherever he wants, <laughs> for a team that's probably only going to win nine games. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I think that they're going to be knocking on the door of the CFP. Oh, boy. You don't think so? No, they were, they were like a top. We gave out the odds yesterday. They were about the eighth or ninth choice, uh, choice by the odds to make the CFP. Yeah. That seems right to me. I mean, they did so well this offseason uh, on transfer portals. Um, you know, I think – I don't know. I'm all for the NIL, what if, man. What if their quarterback's out there just flying to the beach every weekend? 
Sorry, Wayne, can't make game, it today. As soon as yeah, the game's sorry. over. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not practicing. I'm in, I'm in, we had an open-ended yeah. private flight over yeah. here I jumped on. I'm in Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm busy. Yeah, That could affect how the team plays. Yeah, sure. Or you can get all his O-linemen on that plane. That's Who sure. knows what kind of plane that is. Yeah, which of his teammates go with him and yep. which don't, and how does that affect the team chemistry? Yeah, sure. It's going to be a, a lot wild of year in Mississippi. There's a lot of problems with this. And we've seen from this past season, if you don't answer Lane Kiffin, he's got no problem scolding <laughs> you. <laughs> true. Lane's going to be on the plane just as much as anybody else. He might be. I mean, that's part. You can do that. Sure. Drive the coach. Yeah. Give me better plays. They're not going with me. Yeah. I like it. I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch next year. And interesting to follow where they're going to go for the victory party. I feel like even more. Right. Can fly wherever they want. Vegas. <laughs> they should, are, Vegas uh, should be rooting for Mississippi, Ole Miss. Yeah, that's true. But is On he the, the quarterback that get that deal, though? I think maybe... You know, Quinn Ewers maybe would have been they, like... They think he is. Yeah, yeah I mean, and what, what is he in odds for Heisman? He's top five, right? Definitely top ten. Yeah, they're pl- Ole Miss is plus 185 to make the playoffs, so they're about the uh, the 12th choice okay. to make the playoff. Uh, real quick, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, on any of our social media or listen, but the Wyoming coach, Jeff Linder, the other night on Monday night at his coach's show was starting to talk about the scout of UNLV, and he said there's a lot of talent, and then he chuckled, and he's like, there's a lot of money out there on the floor. Which generally coaches won't go public with that. I don't know. Is that something UNLV needs to be ashamed of? We got about fifteen here. We can carry it over. Is UNLV supposed to be embarrassed that they're getting company support as a group of five with NIL? No. Wyoming should be embarrassed to make that comment in today's day and age. If you're not doing it, if you're not playing NIL, then go D two. There's a lot of money on that floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins with Battleborn Injury Lawyers, only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Justin, we got cut off abruptly there. Not that we were surprised by it. We have to go to break. But uh, you were just commenting on uh, Jeff Linder, the basketball coach of Wyoming, sort of taking a shot at UNLV for uh, building a lot of its basketball roster with NIL money. And you said, well, uh, then Wyoming should be embarrassed that he's saying that and you're, you go to Wyoming every once in a while, don't you? Where do you go hunting? Utah? Uh, I've gone to Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Idaho. I'll just tell you this about Wyoming. Their football program is very well funded. Yeah. It's very well supported. Yep. There's money there. Yep. And I know the remark by Linder you know, might have been funny to the crowd at the coaches show, but I wonder if there's some people at Wyoming who were like, Jeff, there's money here. Well, it's beyond. You, you, you have to garner support to get it. Well, it's beyond that. If I'm a representative of the university, college football realignment is still happening. Yep. Whether or not there's a, 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 a future division of the haves and the have-nots and there's a middle tier, you know, maybe the SEC and the Big Ten are the top tier, and then maybe there's this Big 12, um, ACC, Pac-4, 2, whatever's left and some Mountain West schools that make that middle tier, and then maybe there's even the what's the remnants of the, the rest of the NCAA. And what's going to be the driving factor behind that? It's going to be your investment financially in trying to succeed on the field or on the court. So, like, when you think you're getting somebody by saying, they got so much money on the court and we don't even have any, you know, right. we're doing it the old-fashioned way. I'm like, well, you're, I'm not calling you to be yep. part of the new conference. Why? Why would I? 
I want to be a conference that's that's ascending and building up and that's where the greatest athletes want to go because we're trying to think of creative ways to incentivize them to be here. And if you want to play that old school stuff, cool. Go do that in D2. Yep. Yeah, the what was me stuff doesn't work when there's an open competition right now to be part of the haves. And I might have to – Adam got on me about it yesterday. I might have to throw up the L for myself defending the whole conference and defending especially a place like Wyoming, saying that, hey, you know what, uh, Gloria Navarez needs to fight for them to be in this uh, expanded pack two because not only do you get the Linder stuff kind of complaining about NIL and a lack of NIL money for his basketball program, but being there, you forget how small a town it is. Um, there were two different times, and I know this is not the greatest example of what how qualified a place is to be a Power 5 school, but there were two different times where I could not get a ride share. At 3 in the afternoon and 11 at night, I'm like, I, what are like big conference poobahs going to do when they get there? And they're like, first of all, we have to fly to where? Mm-hmm. We can't fly directly unless you have a private plane in Alarm. you got to fly to Denver and drive up there, and then the town is so freaking small, you can't get around as a tourist? I agree. I mean, they already have enough challenges. So, I mean, like a lot of the different schools in that same sort of Mountain West in between class have a lot of those same challenges. But you can sit there and cry, woe is me, like you said, or like it shouldn't be this way. It should be like it used to be. Well, it's not. And so, like, do you want to be part of the future or do you want to be part of the past? And, you know, I, for one, hope that. Or the, the schools I really care about, Oregon State, Washington State, UNLV, UNR, that they're fighting to be at the forefront of NIL and athlete-friendly environments. Yep. And they're pushing the boundaries to be included in the halves. Uh, hell, UNLV just got a $6.5 million donation from Boyd Gaming and the Boyd family to uh, get themselves uh, a indoor facility for all of athletics i'm assuming the football team is going to be using that a bunch but that's that's a big deal and that's the way it works now if you don't have enough money then you got to go out and get donations and that's how and you know especially in college basketball a lot of schools bought themselves to the table like Gonzaga in the past like wichita like butler it's just just the way it works now um you're a fine attorney <laughs> justin Watkins, but i don't know if you measure up to this guy um is adam hill still with us i am okay uh, Adam, can you briefly explain the story of Chief Saholic? Because we heard from his attorney today, but the, the background on the story of this Chiefs fan? Uh, yeah, so we were just actually talking about this during the break in here, but for the listeners, uh, Chief Saholic was a super fan. He was ingratiated. Like, the Raiders have a lot of super fans. I'm not accusing them of doing the same things, but, uh, you know, you know who the fans are, right? The Gorilla Rillas out there, those sorts of, uh, you know, Violator, those sorts of guys. You know who they are. And the most prominent Chiefs fan was Chiefsaholic. He was at everything. He was at every game. He was at the Super Bowls. He was at every charity event. Uh, he was living large. He was you know, buying a lot of the uh, auction items at a lot of their fundraisers. Oh, he wow. was giving a lot of money. He was betting massive amounts on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl and Mahomes uh, to do, you know, win the MVP, all sorts of different things, and winning a lot of money. Uh, and it turns out he was funding all of this. Uh, through robbing banks. Robbing banks? Yes. And so he was doing it like on the road. And the way he got caught, he was on the way to a game and got caught robbing a bank on the way to the game. And everybody freaked out because he wasn't at a game for the first time ever. Huh. And they said, where's Chief Zaholic? Turns out he had been arrested for a bank robbery. After he was caught, he then escaped. Uh, that made him even more of a cult hero. Uh, obviously, he was uh, famously included in the Chargers schedule release video. 
their right. their chief schedule. Included, you love this guy. Included you could go on forever on the guy. monitor. Oh I could. So yeah. it turns out Chiefsaholic has now pleaded guilty today to yeah. all of his crimes. Uh, he's going away for a long time. For some reason, and I don't know, and I think this is what I want to ask Justin about, his lawyer decided to give a press conference outside the courtroom, and I don't know what he was doing. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. If I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. What's what's what is the point? Is this for a lighter sentence? Community support for a lighter what's sentence, that? Justin? Come on. What is he lying? Your brethren. I don't think that has anything to do with what's in the best interest of the client. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know, man. He's this, making it more famous. That's good. Uh, Put some he, money on his books. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is not something you would do if you were a criminal lawyer. This is not something you would do after your guy pleaded guilty. I mean, if my if my client wanted me to. You know, if your client said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm really associated with football, so can yeah. you throw some football puns?" Or yeah. do you have to write them for you to say them? Yeah, and then I write something like that, and he's like, "Perfect, <laughs> love like, it." Okay, right. love it. I guess I probably would. You know, you're you're <laughs> so you're what you're telling people out there is you're very client friendly. Yeah, I'm dedicated to the client. You know, it's all it's, it's their life I'm talking about, not mine. You know, I, although I do think that this does not reflect great on the attorney. <laughs> No, but I might have started at something like, in Xavier's words to me, he was under pressure. By, you, know, yes, exactly. you know, I'm trying to distance myself just one layer from those words. The pocket was collapsing. Yep, yep. And he, <laughs> he stepped up in, in the, the pressure. pressure. It sounds so much better if you just start it like that. In Xavier's words to me, he said. I, I mean, to me, is, is it wrong to assume this lawyer is just trying to be part of the story? He knew there was going to be a lot of that's, attention. That's what it feels like. Get himself yeah. out there. Yeah. Should work. That's not That's not what a lawyer's job is, right? I mean, right, 100% it's not. But even if that was your goal there, I don't think the general public listens to that and goes, oh, that's my guy. That's I'm in trouble. <laughs> that's you know? my guy. <laughs> I mean, I've been arrested for something I didn't do. I need to call that guy. I think yeah. I would hire him. He'll make a hell of a speech when I plead guilty. Like, what? What actual yeah. job did you do? I'm still going away. But I also don't understand why he said he's not giving up. Like, is it pleading he guilty, did. giving up? No, he's not giving up on the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> he's still going to be. He's still, still going to be there. Right, to be a loyal They're fan. appeals court, right? That's you can fair. still appeal. You know, if you. No, no, no. He pleaded guilty. Pleaded you guilty. Yeah, what are you going to appeal? I don't know. Some new evidence. Appeal your own plea. Haven't we seen a bunch of cases challenge on the? Idea of poor representation. Can you yeah. go back on that? Ineffectiveness like, of counsel. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this, this might be Exhibit A. Look yeah. what this guy went out there and said. <laughs> he was looking out for himself the whole time. Was he? I didn't tell him to say this what, nonsense. What an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Justin Watkins is with us. Tyreek Hill's had a really busy year. Uh, yeah. We saw him and his uh, wife at that point on Hard Knocks. Um, apparently, at the same time he was getting married, uh, he may have been doinking lots of different women because he's got multiple uh, paternity suits. And now, uh, apparently, he was rolling with another one. Well, don't forget uh, also the, that the, his kid was playing with a lighter and burned the house down. Uh, that's not good. Um, this one's really interesting. Uh, according to a woman, uh, Tyreek Hill was teaching her, all six one of her 
some football, and he uh, tackled her, and she's now got a fractured leg, hold, and she's sewing. Well, hold on, because well, yeah. we're going to have to carry this over because I have a lot of follow-up questions on it, too. But um, So basically, he had a camp for kids. Yes. And the mother, one of the mothers of the kids was an Instagram model. Yeah. A uh, plus size model, which actually is relevant to this, because yep. she's a she's a she's like six one two fifty. Yep. is what it says. In, uh, yeah, it's what it says in the. Oh, and he broke her leg with a tackle. Well, so what happened is he said, "Let's do some drills. Let's line up. I'll be the offensive line. You be the defensive line." First rep, she ran him over and knocked him down, pushed him backward. Everybody laughs, thinks it's hilarious. Oh. Good job. He gets furious and said, "All right, my turn." Now, my favorite part of the lawsuit: second rep. Gets interrupted by a puppy who runs in the drill. They have to stop. Third rep, she holds her own. Fourth one, he gets so mad that he just winds up, lights her up, knocks her down, breaks her leg. That's what what happens here. So I guess first of all, your take just on on this case, because I do have some follow-ups on this, but when you first hear this, your thoughts? Yeah, I think there's there's viability there. I mean, he's the professional. He knows where those lines are, are to be drawn. Now, all those things you just mentioned, are they factors to be considered? The puppy? Not the puppy. <laughs> okay. But but her size, the fact that she sort of ran him over, then held her own. At this point, like, she should know. You know, there's an argument that she's consenting to further contact. Right. right? But so what their interactions are are going to be critical. Are they – is she laughing? Is everybody laughing? Is he laughing? You know, is he playing along with it, but in his mind, furious and going to let, you know, give it, you know, take her out without sort of talking about now I'm not going to hold back or announcing his intent. If he doesn't do those things, I think he could be in trouble. I, I definitely have some follow-ups to make that this relevant to what people in the audience might have relating to. Uh, so we'll follow up on that when we continue. sick of this. If someone doesn't sign me, I'm not going to put my shopping carts away. Carts are a lot like golf balls. You just want to get close to the hole. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Very relaxing midpoint of the show. Thanks, Tomo. Cofield and Company. Joey Votto on the way back uh, talking about uh, shopping carts and trying to be funny. Uh, we'll see if he lands anywhere. I'm for certain he's going to be in broadcasting if he wants to do it. He'll probably have a podcast as well. Longtime very good baseball player in Major League Baseball. Justin Watkins in studio. Adam Hill is there in the Finley Toyota Studios. I'm hanging out here at Parkway Tavern. Uh, by the way, happy hour going on right now at all the Parkway Taverns. 50% off the apps and the pizza. Two bucks off uh, beer. Drinks. Ask your servers for all the details. They also have uh, Monday to Friday. Yeah, buy one, get one breakfast. Monday to Friday at all the Parkway Taverns, 7 8 11 a. All right, Adam, follow up on uh, your questions here. I know you had a few more. Yeah, so I think, you know, we talked about Tyreek inviting this uh, Instagram model over and uh, knocking her down in a, in a heads-up offensive line, defensive line drill, breaking her leg, and what could come of this. I, I you know, would ask on a more relevant term to maybe somebody that's listening if you know how does this change or how does how does the situation get altered if we're talking about what we see all the time two idiots drinking in a bar talking about let's do offensive line drills and one of them's like i was an all-state offensive lineman you have never played before what are you what are you talking about like how does that kind of change the situation and could you be liable if you participate and hurt somebody in this case i mean it all comes down to 
it, th- what's going to make the difference to, I, th- I believe, a trier of fact is going to be what was discussed and what was the understanding before any action took place, right? If it's, you know, this happened, this happened to me in college, you know, like people get drunk and they're like, I'm going to wrestle you. And it's like that you're not right. Like <laughs> you think you're going to, but you're not right. And, and they would come at me, but I wouldn't, you know, I could control the situation. I could hurt them, but I, you know, made sure I didn't. Um, that's a little bit different because that person can't even consent to what they're doing. They're just like barreling in thinking they're funny. But let's assume like somebody's like, no, I want to wrestle you and I want you to go all out on me. And and I do. And I hurt them. I would have a pretty good defense that like we were consenting to something that wasn't illegal. It's something you is an activity you can consent to. Uh, I didn't do anything that was out of the ordinary for that activity. They just happen to get hurt because of their own inathletic ability or they're out of shape or they're susceptible. It doesn't matter. It, I didn't do anything other than what we agreed we were going to do. Now, in your bar situation, like this guy says, you know, hey, I was D3 and I think I could take you. I don't care if you're D1. I'm blah, blah, blah. And they and they agree. We're going all out. Okay. Again, they haven't conducted themselves in any illegal way. They can consent to that activity and that's okay. Now, I suspect here where he's inviting an Instagram model and her 10-year-old son out for drills after seeing her and, and sliding into her DMs on Instagram. Charitable. That that it had... Why are the, you making that? Yeah, why are you making that nefarious? I'm just saying that what's not happening there is that there's an understanding we're both going to go all out. It's That is evidence to me that this was supposed to be fun and playful and not aggressive. She won the first rep. Doesn't this change? Doesn't this change the scenario? But does he make her, her aware of that? You know, that's why I said all the communications between them, in between each of those reps, is going to be important evidence to who ultimately wins or loses. If if he's upset, but outwardly he's laughing off that first rep and that second rep, and he's laughing it off, but in his head he's like, "I'm gonna get her right," and he doesn't tell her he's gonna go 100. percent Well, then I think he's got a problem. But. As long as he's communicating and she's agreeing, I want you to go 100%. I can take you. I can win. I want your best. Well, then she probably doesn't have a, a, a good claim. I guess the, does demeanor matter in the – even if that's not communicated, if you're like, oh, that guy's mad. Like, now is it my responsibility? I see that he's mad. I shouldn't do this anymore, and I have to step away from this? I mean, you're going to have evidence of that, right? They're going to say, I was obviously mad, and I, you should have known so. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Heading towards 5 o'clock hour. Let's check in in Reno here in just a couple seconds with Shannon Kelly from Nevada Sportsnet. Adam, did you, I don't know if you were watching it live last night. Were you paying attention to what was going on in Fort Collins with Colorado State and Nevada? No, I was uh, I was with UNLV and obviously the Golden Knights and the post game stuff last night. So uh, had to catch up on that later. It's so crazy, man. First of all, right before that, uh, Fresno kind of faltered down the stretch. They were about to upset Utah State, and then I think for UNLV purposes, a CSU win last night would have been a little more beneficial than uh, Nevada. But that's not the way it worked. 
because uh, Jared Lucas had something else in mind. Shannon Kelly's with us from Nevada Sportsnet in the north. What's going on, Shannon? Hi, guys. How's it going? Happy uh, Wednesday. It's going, yeah, it's going pretty good. Happy Wednesday. And, uh, you know, a lot of the UNLV community kind of revolves around how the Rebels are doing. So recently, uh, Rebels have been doing well. They've won eight of nine. I will tell you, last night, though, they were on the precipice of having a lot of pissed off people today if they had not closed out their game last night when it went to overtime. I wonder what the mood would have been with Pack fans. We'll get to Blackshear, but I mean, that's a what a momentum changing. And I don't know, I'm not going to call it season changing because Alford's having a really good year, but uh, talk about watching that game last night. And I mean, it seemed like, hey, they're going to lose this thing. Lucas just missed a bunch of free throws. Uh, momentum's on the wrong side right now. And then Lucas comes up big. A hundred percent. I mean, I think the mood would uh, it would definitely be different here in Wolfpack land today had Nevada not won that game. I mean, to see the Wolfpack, you know, was up pretty much the entire game. They're really pretty much leading from start to finish. And Colorado State down by 11 with, what, under 14 minutes to play. And, and yeah, those last final few minutes when uh, Isaiah Stevens hits those shots, Nick Clifford hits that three that he was wide open for. And then, uh, yeah, it just seemed like Jared Lucas, shooting 90% on the year, couldn't make those few free throws. But what what a finish to a crazy game that seemed like Colorado State, you know, probably should have had it there at the end. Um, just insanity, really, to watch and to see them prevail, to see Nevada prevail, and, and to do so without Keenan Blackshear is huge. I think that really just shows what this team is capable of. But, I, I mean, I can't even imagine uh, – being there, what that would have been like to have silenced that crowd and come away with such a huge win. Steve Alford made a comment after the game about actually practicing half-court shots. Uh, <laughs> I took it as a joke, but apparently some other people are saying, yes, that's why they do it. Uh, what did you make of that comment? Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a, a rhyme and a reason. Coach Alford's been doing this for decades now. He's been a head coach for quite a long time, and there's certainly some method to the madness of why they practice those half-court shots because you just never know in a game you know situation when you're going to need that shot to come up clutch and and that was the one that the Wolfpack needed because it feels like with that win now they've really put themselves in a good spot heading into March. The rest of the schedule as you kind of look ahead obviously they have a home game against Fresno State uh, they should be expected to win that but at Boise and then home against UNLV uh what what should the Wolfpack fans expect? Uh, maybe to how many of those games do you think they should be able to win or or will win down the stretch? Yeah, I think it's a good you know it's a good question. I think the Mountain West is just wild right now. We saw Fresno State you know almost pulled off the upset against Utah State last night. You know with the Wyoming and UNLV games being just as close, even San Diego State you know playing close with San Jose State. So I think it's tough. To say, but I think Nevada, you know, should be able to come away with a win against Fresno State. And then, you know, having Boise State again, they fell to the Broncos at home. That's going to be a tough test doing so on the road. And then coming home to play UNLV. I mean, that's going to be a tough one. We saw last year that game went to overtime and Nevada fell on the wrong side of that. So I think they definitely have a chance to win all three, but there is also a chance, hey, maybe they only win one or two of those games. But, um, this should have given them a lot of confidence heading into this game against Fresno State after the way they finished that one against the Rams. Yeah, last night's massive because it virtually eliminates them from even with a collapse down the stretch here, not um, 
or staying away from you know basically being in the top five seeds, which I, I think is gigantic. I think we all believe that. If you have to play on Wednesday and then try to make it to the finals and win the tournament starting on Wednesday, it makes it that much tougher. I, I want to go back for one second on and Lucas and the kind of person he is, and I know he mentioned the Lord and his faith a bunch of times. Had you seen that from him before? And his take on it was pretty interesting. Like, I, I missed those free throws. I guess it was a divine plan that I come back and hit an even bigger shot. Yeah, you know, and I've heard, like, how strong he is with his faith before. I've heard from some Wolfpack fans. They've seen him go to church by himself on a Sunday. You know, I've seen that he's been very involved with his faith and you know for him to lean on that in that time you know that's that's big for him because hey that's where he felt like he had to put his trust in that moment and he knew that there were bigger things ahead for him with you know just second bless to spare and sure enough there were so um it's pretty cool for him to see uh how that all played out for him on tuesday so, setting up a game that's more than a few days away, what do we think? We're looking at uh, 8,500, 9,000 seats already sold and a capacity around 11. Is that is that what you're hearing? Are they going to sell this game out in the final game of the season against UNLV? Yeah, for the UNLV game, I think this morning they said less than 1,000 tickets were Hello. remaining for the right. Fresno State game. Um, not too sure on that one. I looked this morning, and it was looking pretty sparse. Uh, still a couple days away. But, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of tickets left for the – the UNLV game, even when I checked this morning, a lot of the sections just had singles. So if you're planning on coming out, better grab some tickets soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going into enemy territory. Um, so yeah. these two programs right now that we've been playing this year are pretty close, and we saw the game here was back and forth, and a lot of Rebel fans feel like the, you know, they were robbed of the joy of a victory. It wasn't you know the fault of uh, anyone but the Rebels and the fine play on the other side by Lucas especially, who did make all of his free throws, and, and Blackshear, who excelled. Uh, down the stretch with foul trouble. I got to say right now, the difference between the uh, the Wolfpack on the women's side and the Lady Rebels, this is crazy. And I mean, a lot of it is due to the fact that Lindsay Lorac has an awesome team. But we're talking about, you know, victories in the 30s and 40s. I mean, how big is the gap right now between these teams? It is pretty big. I mean, you said it there, really. Just, you know, you look, I mean, that was the first time I've seen UNLV play in person this year. And, and just to see from start to finish their lineup one through you know one through five out there um you know there wasn't one person i don't think you wouldn't want to have the ball in their hands i think everyone was just as capable of making plays out there and they dominated that game against nevada and and the wolfpack had a stronger second half you know they've shown spurts this season where they are talented i mean they played a close game against colorado state today but they've shown they can beat boise state they showed they can beat colorado state at home but it's a matter of putting all those pieces together and could they have done that maybe for four quarters i think maybe it could have been a closer game but they were up playing against the best of the best in the mountain west and they're back to back to back mountain west champs for a reason they've shown what they can do and it's been pretty cool to see how desi ray young how she's continued to get better each year and really help propel this unlv team yeah kind of a crazy story considering the fact that she wasn't really heavily recruited and uh mm-hmm. Probably because she's a little bit undersized for the kind of game she plays, but man, she is. She's mean. She's aggressive. She is really, really good. Hey, one last uh, story to hit, and I saw this up on uh, Twitter on your account at uh, Shannon Kelly underscore TV. Um, the Reno area, the North, had a, a, a golfer really excel. Has a really interesting background. The kid does. He just won what at uh, the Southern Highlands Invitational in College. He did. He just won the Southern Southern Highlands Invitational. He uh, Ian Gilligan. He played over at Galena High School. 
here locally in town. He went to Long Beach State, then he transferred over to Florida this offseason. He overcame cancer while he was a kid, um, and he's just really excelled. His game has just gotten better and better each year, and now he's punched uh, his ticket into a, a PGA event, which is really cool to see uh, such a young age for him to be able to, to do what he's doing out there and represent Northern Nevada, and he's overcame a lot. Really cool stuff. All right, Shannon, you're going to be, uh, well, you're going to be at the game that night, right, up at Lawler? I will be at the game. Right. I'll be there, and I'll be there Friday against Fresno State. All right, we'll talk to you for a preview next week, and then we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks for checking in. Hey, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. There she is, uh, Vegas native, Shannon Kelly, softball player at Nevada, checking in on the latest, especially last night, ridiculous victory, half-court shot by Lucas. And all of a sudden now, Colorado State is starting to lose some of those 50-50 games. They're not in a great position. I will say this, though. I don't know if you guys saw the note that I sent over about. You see that there was barely movement for Nevada with a victory on the road at CSU. They went from 42 to 38 in the net, and actually Boise in a blowout against Air Force on the road uh, made a more significant move. I think it was like four spots versus, say, six. It's kind of interesting. Can you explain that at all, Adam? I know the Nets, you know, it's one of these super-level mathematician things. But. Well, I, I saw some people's reaction like, how does that win more valuable than that win? That's so stupid. Well, it's obviously all the other teams that played last right. night and how they performed is really what weighs into that more than anything. So it's not more valuable than that win. It's that everything else that took place uh, made a bigger impact than just your direct game because that's how it works. It's your opponents and your opponents' opponents. Mom, were you watching the pack game? No, I was not, Steve. Uh, I will tell you, uh, UNLV had gotten onto their bus to go to the airport. Actually, they might have been on the plane already. They, they were on the plane already. And <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever been around a, a situation where everyone's got phones, but everyone's phone feed on a game is on different time. Kind of like at a sports bar, Adam, when yeah. they'll, they, they, they used to put up the direct TV feed, uh, you'd have games that were a little faster the feed was a little faster than others and different sides of the bar would be reacting to the same play like five seconds apart that was what was happening last night with the UNLV players as there was like multiple explosions as they saw Jared Lucas throw home a half-court shot oh 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 <laughs> as it moves back in the plane so Damon, I want to know why you get such a kick out of uh I love that you're playing it over and over again I had I had planned on asking you I just kind of forgot uh, playing Linder's comments about UNLV's NIL, uh, like every time we came back yesterday, we didn't wind up doing that. Uh, why do you get such a kick out of this bite? Because, Steve, it's one of those, you're a hater, and for people who didn't hear it, I'll play it again. There's a lot of money on that floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, for lack of a better word. Um. <laughs> Just being a hater, and I'm glad that UNLV won that game last night. It looked too close than it should have been. They paid for it. Yeah, but, yeah, they paid for it. The open where it's, I'm just, I don't like to see people hating on other teams. You don't, oh, I wish we had some more NIL. Well, do something. I don't know. Make Wyoming a more attractive place. Don't live in Wyoming. Exactly. I can't help that. I can't help that we're in Vegas and people want to play here. And then for it to just say like, oh, like the the UNLV has the Monstars. That's essentially what he's claiming. Uh, he was they, He was getting... Well, Rob Listen. Whaley, I mean, he's 6'6", 250. <laughs> I mean, he looks like Shaq, actually, when you see him on the court. Okay, enough, buddy. If he had, if he had uh, mentioned Caleb Boone one more time, Caleb, by the end of the conversation, would have been 7'2". Yeah. He played like it. And actually, you know what? I will, I'll, I'll give Wyoming credit. 
because the game plan he employed was we're going to be really physical and we're going to see what the refs do. And I actually I kind of love the game the refs called. Uh, you may not hear that same sentiment on the Kevin Kruger radio show coming up, but here's here's the deal, Adam. When what do we look for from the refs? We look for consistency. So if you establish early, you guys are going to be able to beat the snot out of each other. Okay, do that the whole game. And I thought they did the whole game. And you know, UNLV they they probably allowed the players to beat up you know DJ Thomas a little more than uh, UNLV would desire. But the tone was said that you, you're gonna you better muscle through stuff. And eventually in the overtime, UNLV's like, we're going to dunk everything. You're not going to stop us. And if you do, we're going to hit you hard and, and get fouled. 